Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Dan Dick out here for the ISO and SB Live Sports. Well, 2021 has been an interesting year to say the least. Uh, I appreciate all the listeners um, throughout the course of this year helping grow this podcast. Uh, be a part of our mailbag episodes. Send me messages on on potential guests that they'd like to have. Um, we're looking forward to growing this again, uh, even more so in the year 2022. Uh, we may be changing our distribution platform, which will allow us to get out in front of more listeners. Um, if you are a sponsor or uh, if you uh, know of a potential sponsor, let us know. We would love to be able to provide some exposure, whether it's a local Spokane company, a West Coast company, or even nationally, um, we'd love to reach out, connect, um, be put in touch with them to be able to uh, have their support. So um, like I said, 2021 has been a very interesting year. Today's episode is going to recap my top five sports stories uh, of 2021. Maybe not necessarily the most important or the most well-known, but these are five stories that caught my eye and I kind of followed them uh, throughout based on my interests, interests in the sports world, based on my work as a college basketball analyst and with SB Live Sports. And then I'm also going to preview the top three sports stories that I think are going to happen and that I'm looking forward to following in 2022. So uh, like I said, in 2021, there were plenty of stories, uh, even as recently as a day or two ago. Uh, John Madden, all-time NFL great coach, broadcaster, advocate for the game of football, passed away. Um, Hank Aaron, legendary baseball player, passed away. Mental health has been a big buzzword in sports. Uh, the Olympics were a year late. Steph Curry became the all-time three-point shooter in the NBA. So there are lots and lots of stories and angles that we can go with this. Um, but the five... <clears throat> excuse me, that, that I really wanted to touch on were that fans were back, 2021, fans were back. That was something that was absolutely great for me to see. Uh, and I'm not discrediting COVID and the severity in any way, shape, or form. Um, but to be able to see fans back in attendance, uh, enjoying one of their passions, which is sports. If you go to a sports game at any level, high school, college, professional, um, you must have a passion for the game. Uh, you're going there to maybe support your favorite team, cheer for your favorite team, uh, be social, uh, support maybe a son or daughter that plays. Um, but to see fans back was tremendous. And, and I think that's a big part of getting over COVID is getting back to normal or as much normalcy as possible. Um, I don't agree with um, a lot of the uh, stadiums and a lot of uh, the arenas mandating uh, a vaccine passport or a negative COVID test. But unfortunately, right now, until we get a little bit further through this, uh, I think we're still going to see that. So hopefully we can get past this a little bit further and we can truly get back to normal with fans in the stands cheering loudly for their teams, not having to be reminded to put a mask on because that's something that uh, as a broadcaster, even in a game the other night, I look across the way and ushers are holding up signs for people to put masks on. Uh, at this at this time, uh, if you, you 
don't have a mask or if you're not wearing a mask, you know the risks, you know the potential outcomes, and I'm I'm okay with that. I think everyone has their own ability to make those choices, um, but I am looking forward to getting uh, even more back to normal with fans in arenas and fans in stadiums. So the next call, the next story that um, you know caught my eye in 2021 was um, because I'm a college basketball fan. I played it. Uh, I follow it closely. Um, I cover it uh, with some stuff here for SB Live, uh, as well as for the the networks that I am a color analyst for. I follow it closely. And a season ago, Gonzaga and Baylor were the two most dominant teams in college basketball that I can remember in quite some time. Uh, yeah, Kentucky's had some good teams in the last 10 years. So has Duke. So has Kansas. So has uh, Villanova. Um, but Baylor and, and Gonzaga were absolutely dominant a season ago. And it was really fun to track both of those teams' progress. Uh, obviously, if you're a listener of the ISO here, you know I played at Gonzaga, so I'm a little partial uh, to having followed that program a season ago. Um, you know, they didn't win the title. Baylor obviously won it, and, and they won it in convincing fashion in, in the title game. But I think it was a really fun and unique story, to just a, a unique season to watch in, in how those two teams really were the cream of the crop. You know, Baylor had a small COVID pause when they came back. Um, they weren't as dominant, but you could see them trending in the right direction. And then they get to the NCAA tournament, and the way they were playing was, was a sight to behold. Gonzaga the same way, all the way up until the Final Four, where you know they beat a, an upstart UCLA team, and then they just ran into the buzzsaw, uh, the Baylor Bears. So that was a really fun uh, story that caught my eye in 2021 that, that I enjoyed following. The other one, the next one, number three on my 2021 stories that caught my eye, uh, Tom Brady. What more can you say? Uh, I don't follow football football very closely, um, but I love watching Tom Brady play, and I love watching how uh, he co- he conducts interviews and, and the confidence that he has, the belief in, in his approach, the belief in his skill set, the belief in his leadership that he has, it's so fun to watch. Um, I think you can learn a lot from him, whether you're a young football player, whether you're a young athlete, whether you're uh, a current professional or college player uh, at a very high level, you can learn a lot by his attention to detail um, and how good he is. You know, there's a lot of talk, is he the greatest football player of all time? I don't know, because I don't follow it closely enough. I mean, there's been so many good football players um, I can give you my two cents on the basketball side, but the football side, it's a little harder. Um, but in year one, uh, for him to go to Tampa Bay and, and win the Super Bowl, that was really impressive. That caught my eye um, because a lot of people said Brady was a product of Bill Belichick in the New England pa- New England Patriot system. Maybe you could say that to a certain extent. Um, I know there's NBA players that have been a – have had their career enhanced by being in in a certain system. But that's the beauty of sports is if you find a system that that your skill set fits great to and then you execute the heck out of it, what's wrong with that? Um, Yeah, you're going to get some some naysayers. You're going to get some doubters. You're going to get some critics. um, But that's just the nature of sports. But for what Brady did when he went to Tampa Bay and they were dominant a season ago and then he won the Super Bowl, uh, I thought that was really a cool and unique story. <clears throat> a 
fourth story that really um, caught my eye. It was it was a disappointing and frustrating one for um, a, a golf fan. Um, Tiger Woods is, has been instrumental in bringing a lot of attention to that sport, um, myself included. I, I love the game of golf. Uh, I don't like watching it um, unless Tiger Woods is, is a, it's a Sunday, Saturday or Sunday and Tiger Woods is in, in contention. If you put him in a major in contention, I, I'm pretty sure myself and a lot of my family are going to sit there for three or four hours and watch because he is that dominant of an athlete, both personality-wise, aura-wise, and skill set-wise. He's been that way uh, ever since he's kind of burst on the scene 25-plus years ago. But, um, you know, the the car crash really caught my eye um, because he almost passed away. He almost died. Uh, car went over a ravine. Uh, he had to get uh, taken out through jars of life. He's had a number of surgeries, and this is on top of uh, knee and back surgeries that he's had over the last – um, you know, few years just to get himself back and right and ready to be able to play, um, you know, not just at a PGA level, but at a dominant level, which everybody expects from Tiger. Um, but to see his progress getting back from this really bad car accident, you know, a month or two ago, some photos, I don't know if they were leaked or if they were, you know, just put out there. He was struggling to walk and get around and he was on crutches and he was limping. Uh, and then just in the last, you know, little bit, couple weeks uh he's he's been out and about playing at charity tournaments with his young son charlie um and he looks he doesn't look like the old tiger yet i mean that's impossible the greatest golfer of all time but he's looking like a darn good golfer um and so to see him come back from uh you know such a a bad car crash where he almost died to be able to do what he's doing now um, is something that I've followed through the year. And the last story that I've followed um, or really caught my eye, um, <clears throat> I don't watch a ton of NBA basketball these days. I, I watch a lot of the Warriors because that's my son's favorite team. Uh, I'm a huge Steph Curry fan just based off of um, his personality as well as his skill set. He's so fun to watch. But, you know, the, the Milwaukee Bucks winning their first NBA title uh, in over 50 years, in 50 years. 1971 was the last time they won it, and that was – um, when Lou Alcindor, who became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, led the Bucks to a title, um, you know, that was the last time Milwaukee won an NBA title. But the reason it caught my eye is because two things. In the NBA, you're always hearing small market teams can't compete. Small market teams won't win a championship. Small market teams are at a disadvantage. Um, and, and I get it to a certain extent because a lot of guys want to be in a big city. They want to be in the limelight. They want more sponsorship dollars or uh, the extracurricular activities that a big city provides. Uh, you've seen it now with LeBron going to L.A. You've seen it with Anthony Davis going to L.A. You've seen it with other guys choosing New York or choosing Miami, um, Chicago, whatever, with the big cities. But Giannis uh, has, has stayed true um, to – Milwaukee, the team that drafted him, he's worked his butt off. He's become um, an all-time top 75 NBA player. He's become a bona fide MVP candidate year in and year out. Um, and for him to be drafted by a small market team and say no to maybe going to some of these other uh, cities and other teams, I, I think is great. I think it provides a blueprint for a lot of other young players that may be coming up uh, that are in a similar situation if they work at it, that you can have everything you want. Uh, individually success financially as an athlete, as well as team success, 
team gratification in a small market if you believe in it and if you work at it. Um, so I think that was great to see Phoenix, uh, who they beat in the finals a year ago, was off to another good season. I, I think Phoenix and Golden State are, are headed to a crash course in the West Coast Conference, or excuse me, in the West Coast, West Western Conference Finals. Uh, but it would be really great to see um, a, another small market team uh, rise up, make the finals and win. Is it Milwaukee again? I don't know. Is, is it Phoenix? Could be. Um, is there going to be a, another team over the next few years that kind of defies the odds? Uh, because a lot of people are always saying they want big market teams. They're always saying the NBA and their broadcast partners want big market teams. And I do agree with that to a certain extent. But you also want the two best teams. You want the best players, which Giannis is one. And, and you want <clears throat> the the highest level basketball that you can get. So that was a that was another story that caught my eye. Small market Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA title. Uh, not to mention, uh, two two friends of mine were assistant coaches on the team, able to win an NBA title and NBA ring. Chad Forcier, um, who's still with the Bucks as an assistant, and Ben Sullivan, who's now an assistant with the Celtics. Uh, so, congrats to those two. They've both been guests of the ISO. Um, they were both able to win a couple of uh, NBA rings. So, that's awesome for them to see. Uh, looking ahead to 2022, there's, I'm sure, going to be a hundred good stories to follow. What are they right now? We don't know. It could be another lockdown in sports, which I really hope that's not the case. I see that uh, there are games being canceled now due to COVID. There are games that are being postponed due to COVID. Um, I, I think there's there's a lot of guidelines and variables that are going to be changing over this next uh, short little bit. Um, and hopefully we can, uh, we meaning the sports world, and in particular, uh, the people in, in charge of making decisions, ADs, league commissioners, uh, coaches, uh, they can come up with some guidelines that allow us uh, some semblance of normalcy and fluidity with, with the schedule. So that's really one of my three stories right there is how quickly are these guidelines for COVID going to change to allow minimal impact to sports at all levels, being high school, being college, being professional. You've seen in the NBA over the last couple of weeks, the amount of guys going into COVID protocols. Um, uh, and, and you're looking at an NBA that has 97%, I think, vaccine rate guys that are coming down with, uh, with COVID being, now having to go to the protocols, be out for 10 days, looking like they're changing it down, down to five. Um, you know, same thing with college. You know, what happens at the high school level when you don't, where you don't have the ability to test yet, if you're a athlete, high school, college, or the NBA, you're probably in the healthier demographic. Um, so I, I think the guidelines need to change. I'm looking for them to change. I'm hoping for them to change. And again, I don't discredit the severity of COVID, um, you know, but I do discredit some of these guidelines where um, they're impacting um, athletes in they're impacting, you know, healthy people not allowed to be able to do uh, what they love what what they provide for their families that they're not able to, to, to play their sports. Um, I think at the high school level, the biggest impact that it's having is on these kids mental um, health. That's a big buzzword in 2021. I touched on it on stories. Uh, in 2021 that caught my eye, but you're, ta you're, you're talking about a lot of, I've heard stories from high school coaches 
um, with my work for SB Live, where these high school coaches are saying, we, we're, we're on a pause. We had one kid come down with COVID. Um, seven of, our, of the other players on our team were deemed a close contact, yet not a single one of them uh, have any type of symptoms. They don't have a fever. They don't have a cough. They just, they're randomly having to test. One, one player tests, seven others happen to be close by. So now they're all put in quarantine. It's putting these kids at a risk. Like, what, what would you think? If you were 16, 17, 18 years old going through this, um, you would absolutely um, be struggling mentally with how to handle it, how to deal with that. Uh, and so in 2022, I'm looking for for some positive changes in, in the guidelines to allow us to be as normal as possible uh, for young, healthy athletes. Next um, story, I'm looking forward to seeing how it develops. It really was a big story in 2021. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of movement in it. And I think we're going to see a lot of clarity in who uh, was able to take advantage of opportunities. And that's NIL at the college level. That's name, image, likeness, the ability and the opportunity for college student athletes to be paid off of exactly what NIL stands for. Your name, your image, your photo or your likeness, um, your autograph, uh, the ability to, to use your personality uh, to make some money based off of the skills that you provide for the university. Um, so uh, I think you're going to see, continue to see things flush out where um, uh, players, athletes, both men and women at the college level uh, are going to, there's going to be some enormous deals out there. Uh, then I think you're going to start seeing a lot of smaller deals, the deals in the 500 to $100,000 range um, where maybe it's an autograph signing, um, you know, for your smaller uh, level college teams uh, that that are going to be able to start balancing that play playing field because not there's not enough money out there for every uh, athlete to get a huge deal. But I think you're going to start to see a number of, of athletes get these smaller deals. And, and I'm all for it. I am all for it. But I think, as I've said from the start, it's going to take a couple of years to flush out. I think we're, what, six, seven months in. I think we're going to start to see um, uh, a lot of good schools guiding their student athletes. I think we're going to see some agents who have been proactive in the space early um, be able to provide guidance um, and opportunities for student athletes. And I think you're going to see some uh, businesses uh, and corporations that are tied in closely with supporting um, college athletic departments, finding creative ways to support um, multiple athletes, and maybe not just your star football player, um, but finding ways to support multiple athletes. Uh, so that's a, a storyline that I'm going to be uh, closely tracking and, and looking forward to watching. Um, and then the third one, I told you I was going to give you three, but there's going to be hundreds. I'm sure we're, we're all going to follow is. Um, the implosion of the Lakers. <laughs> I've never been a Laker fan. I grew up a Portland Trailblazer fan. I, I couldn't, as much as I respected and liked Magic and Worthy and Byron Scott, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, I thought they were great players. I couldn't stand them. And, you know, same with Kobe. When I played against him and then I watched him when I was done playing, Kobe is all-time great, all-time great. Love watching him play. But I just couldn't stand the Lakers. And this version of the Lakers I can't stand at all and and, be, and a lot of it is because you know LeBron a lot of people 
view him as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I don't. That's Michael Jordan. There's about three or four other guys that are very close um, in, in regards to should be in the conversation. LeBron's a tremendous player, all-time great. But he's picked and choosed his way of where he wants to go and what teams he wants to play for. He, I'm going to go to Miami, and I'm going to form a super team. He doesn't like that. He goes back to Miami, and he starts – You know, he, he's able to have the ownership and GMs of these teams that he's a part of kind of bow to his demands and bring his guys, the roster he wants to see on the team. Then it worked out in, in <clears throat> Cleveland. He did that again when he got to L.A. He wanted to be in L.A. and he got, you know, certain guys that were traded for, certain guys that were were um, signed in free agency. But it's not working this year. He wants certain guys and it's not working. Let the GM be the GM. Let them make the decisions that, that uh, are – um, best for the team because when he started wanting certain guys on his team, you saw this year the the the, the roster doesn't fit. Anthony Davis, he's a very good player. Is he an all time great? Like some like to say, I don't think so. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a, a great player. Doesn't mean you're all time great. Um, he's limited in in a lot of parts of his game. He's been injury prone, which you're seeing again this year. Uh, and then you know the fit doesn't work either with a couple of the other additions. Carmelo Anthony had a great resurgence to his career with the Blazers. I don't think it's fitting as well in in LA. And a lot of that is because the game is played so fast paced these days. And if you look at the Lakers, a lot of them, they want to play uh, kind of more of a controlled pace, a little slower um, isolation, um, kind of post up at times, uh, true pick and roll sets, as opposed to just flowing into random actions. Uh, and then the last guy that doesn't fit to that, Russell Westbrook, great player. He's been a great player, but you can't have uh, another ball dominant player playing alongside uh, LeBron James. And so I don't want to place all the blame on LeBron. Uh, like I said, he's a tremendous player, um, but the implosion of the Lakers is something that that I've told some of my friends who were Laker fans like, hey, guys, this doesn't fit. This doesn't work. Uh, I don't think it's going to end well. I think you're going to see a trade of some sort. If you don't see a trade of some sort, I think you're going to see, um, you know, maybe the missing of the playoffs. Uh, I think they're right now, they're kind of, you know, at that cusp where it could go either way. One bad injury, and I don't wish an injury on anybody. One bad injury uh, could set them off uh, down down the road of, of not making the playoffs. So um, appreciate you guys listening. 2021 was been, has been a great year for the ISO, um, our viewership. And our listenership has really grown. Uh, please like, subscribe, review, and share with anybody else that you know that listens to podcasts. Looking forward to 2022 being as good, if not better. We may be changing our distribution platform. If, if that is the case, you'll still be able to find it on the channels uh, that you're finding it now. It's just going to be a little bit better distributed. Um, so we look forward to the growth of the ISO. We look forward to the growth of SB Live. And we look growth, look forward to hopefully the growth in whatever personal endeavors that you as a listener have. So take care. Have a great new year in 2022. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.